Welcome to the Motherhood Unshackled podcast. My name is Klaus Kahian, mom and parenting coach. I'm here to guide you to challenge anything that takes away your freedom and makes you less than you could be. I'm here to encourage you to let your problem shift away from the safe problem and instead guide you to face your true self within. Your safe problems are things external of you that keep you distracted from what really matters. Like, my child is the problem. If they didn't have this behavior, things would be great. I wouldn't yell at them, and so on and so forth. As long as you believe that the child is the problem and that they have to be fixed, you are both going to keep suffering. I coach moms to show up mindfully always, especially when their children misbehave. Each week, I bring you a message to guide you on this journey we call parenting. My goal is to guide you to experience a deep, authentic connection with yourself and your child through the beautiful moments and the challenging ones. It's time for heartfelt, joyful, and simple parenting. Thank you for spending some time with me today. The next thing we're going to be diving into here is how to support our children. And for those of you here inside the Conscious Mom Collective, we've barely talked about it in the last, what, month and a half or so? Month? Because the first part of being able to support our children is, for most people, is to learn how to self-regulate themselves and how to and to start to plug your energy drains and to start to renew and fit or fill your battery, your inner battery, your inner capacity to tap into that renewing energy. And that is the techniques that we've been learning here. Okay. So that's the first part. So if you're like, just help me with my kids. Actually, from the conversation we had last week, most of you, you're seeing the shift in your child because you're seeing the shift in how you handle the situation. I've been able to see that your capacity has increased, your resiliency has increased, your adaptability has increased, okay? Which is, that is the first part. We can't help somebody else regulate if we don't even know how to regulate ourselves. We just can't, right? And then that also leads us to um, social coherence and co-regulation, right? So our brain is actually not even fully developed until we're 29 years old. And there's important parts of that development that need to be developed in order to be able to regulate. Not saying it, it needs to be only when you're 29, but expecting our children at age three or five, seven, 11, whatever, to be able to self-regulate when one, we're adults and most adults don't even know how to self-regulate. And two, like their development is not supporting them to be able to do that, right? So what we really need to start leaning into is co-regulation, right? And to understand that, to understand and to have practiced bringing yourself back to regulation and then to guide your child through the same steps that you've been taking because they're they're simple. They're not easy to do. These techniques, they're not easy to do, but they're simple. The instructions are simple, right? And then understanding that 
there is such a thing as social coherence. And social coherence, and I was listening to studies about this yesterday. And it's really about, in like they've been able to prove it, that when one person is regulated, whether the person, the other person next to them knows the technique or not, they're able to regulate themselves. There was a study done, I believe it was in Australia, and it was 40 participants, 10 groups, each group had 10 people, uh, four people, sorry, four people, um, 10 groups of four people. And in these studies, what they, sh they did is they took a few weeks to teach three of those participants a self-regulation technique, which the ones that we talk about in here in the Conscious Mom Collective. And um, they taught them these techniques and they got them to practice every day for a few weeks. And then they went back and they had people sitting in a room across a table. So they had three people that knew these techniques and one that had no clue what was going on. And they were the people that knew the techniques. They were, there was a random clue that they were given or a signal for them to start to practice those techniques with their eyes open, just sitting there at the table. And, and everyone was on a heart monitor. And during that time, when those people got into a coherent state, the person who had no clue what was going on went from an incoherent state to a coherent state simply by being in that environment. And we all know that, right? Like we all know the people that it feels just really nourishing and soothing to our soul to be around and we feel calm around it them and we feel centered right and we know the people that is like Ugh, when I'm around them it's just chaos my energy feels chaos afterwards right so we don't need studies to prove to us that this is a thing but there are studies to prove to us that this is a thing right so understanding that and um since we're you know we're, we're going to dive a little bit into this after but I dedicated myself I committed myself to practicing these techniques outside of the moment for, um, I hit six weeks last week, okay? And uh, where I was doing it daily, um, I've missed like the odd day. Like, so it's like, let's just say six days a week, pretty much. Some weeks it's been fully seven. Um, most week it's been seven, but let's just say six days a week, okay? And I've been practicing those outside the moment for five to 15 minutes a day. Okay. And um, about a week and a half ago, I brought maybe close to two weeks ago now, I brought um, Daphne in with me. I started to teach her those techniques in a way uh, with a specific tool, actually. Like I taught her the technique, but I actually got a tool to support her to use it because. It's not always easy to tell our kids, okay, meditate or sit there and breathe and sit there and breathe and practice this specific technique. They're like, eh. So um, I just find it super useful to have tools to, to use for our kids. And I'm starting to do workshops where to teach, the, to use these tools with other children as well. So if you're local to me, uh, pay attention to that. Um, so yeah, so I started teaching her these tools. And what I noticed was this. I thought that before, in order to do this coherent practice, I had to do to be like alone in a room and to like put in my AirPods with specific focus meditation. And that was the best way to do it. 
But what I've learned over the last two weeks is like, there's actually so many factors. You know, if I, I, I had my period like about two weeks ago and I was not exercising as much, I was more tired and I was resting. And it was, my heart rhythm was like not at all smooth, <laughs> even though like nothing really was going on. I was feeling good. I was feeling calm and I wasn't feeling stressed, but it was very hard for me to get a very smooth heart rhythm um, or heart rate, I guess you could say, whatever, heart rate variability, HRV. Um, but when I started exercising again, it was like so effortless to do this, which was really interesting to me because, you know, they say mental health for our mental health and well-being exercise is really important. So I was like, huh, like I'm seeing the real time feedback effect of this, which was really neat. Um, but another thing is I actually started doing with her. So instead of being like, you have to do this and I'm going to go and play over there or I'm going to go and clean up the kitchen. We actually started sitting next to each other. We were both plugged into this real time feedback. And we saw what was going on. And to my surprise, we supported each other. And like, I shouldn't be surprised because I teach about this social coherence, right? But I thought like I had to be alone in a room in order to do this. And it wasn't like we were both in a coherent state. And I have a goal to achieve 40 co uh, 400 coherent points a, um, a day. And I upped it April 1st. I upped it from 300 points a day to 400 points a day. And um, what I noticed is that like within 10 minutes, I was able to achieve these 400 points when I was sitting next to Daphne and we're both doing it. And sometimes my partner Kyle was even in the picture and we were sitting, the three of us like lined up side by side and we're all tapped in. Well, two of us were tapped into the technology, but we were all doing the practice. And I was like, whoa. Like, this is, this is really freaking cool to be able to see that, like, the impact of, like, lifting each other up. So it was a really fun experience for me and something that we'll continue to do. Um, even if she doesn't want to do it super long, that's fine. Like, I, I don't force her when it comes to teaching these techniques to our kids. Um, I don't think forcing them to do this outside of their will is the answer. Um, but creating an environment that like, this is what we do in the morning before going to school or before starting our day. Uh, and we take, you know, a few minutes, if you just want to do it for three minutes, that's fine, but it's really important to do. So I set it up like in the morning when she wakes up, the, the stuff is right on the table, ready to go. And essentially it's the most convenient thing to do before we even eat breakfast, because if we eat breakfast, we have to move it out of the way to do it. Right. So it's right in front of her where we would sit. And it's really like easy to do. It's like, you know, going to bed with your workout clothes. So you work out in the morning, right. Or putting it at the end of your bed so that you, you're forced to do it. Preparing your environment for you to succeed and for you to do these things that are important. And the reason this is important for us is because um, many, many things I want, I know that social coherence is a thing and that I can support her and I can be there for her to co-regulate. But what happens when I'm not there? What happens when I'm at, when she's at school? What happens when she's with her dad or other people? I think it's really, really important for her to understand these tools, right? And for those of you here inside the Conscious Mom Collective, I will be attaching PDFs uh, actually, I did. I dropped them in Teachables last week. All the PDFs for the simple instructions of 
what to teach our children. And I threw a lot in there. And if you're like, oh, there's too much and I don't know where to start, then please reach out to me, right? Like drop it in the comments and we'll touch base next week on the call and see where to start, what has been working, how to simplify it if, if we complicated it too much, right? So, so that's really important. So the first step to support our children, specifically around self-regulation, but just all around, because when we do these techniques, I wish I had it in front of me, but when we do these techniques, um, actually I can pull it up right now, um, it doesn't just help them with self-regulation. It helps them with focus, with behavior. It helps them with, um, one second here, I'm pulling up all the other ways that it, yeah, so with focus, with behavior issues, with attention, emotional resiliency, with impulse control, anger management, um, they're like, it just increases their motivation to succeed in all the things that they try in life. Um, it increases their problem solving skills and um, their capacity and resiliency for problem solving, which is really, really important. And like it increases their test scores, which is not a huge area of concern for me, but for some people it is, right? So this like three to five minutes, and it's funny because even on the days that Daphne doesn't want to do it, when she starts to do it, she doesn't want to stop because it feels so good. And I'm the same. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard for me to get my 400 points a day, but sometimes it's really easy. And the days that it's really easy, I bask in it longer. And now there's days, there's multiple days over the last week where I ended up doing over 500 points just because um, it just feels so good to be in that energy. So why not sustain it? And that's really how we shift our baseline and to start to think and feel in a different way so that we can have different results. This is co-creation. This is creating our reality, right? It's so much more, and like the impact is so much broader than simply our parent-child relationship and simply co-regulation or self-regulation, right? And so once we really have a hand, we don't need to be a master on it because honestly, from day to day, things are going to shift and sometimes it'll be easier. Sometimes it'll be harder. We don't need to be a master, but we need to understand the basic steps and the basic techniques. And then um, after we've practiced, I just like rule of thumb is like one to three weeks after we practice that, then to start to teach our children, unless they ask for it before, right? Start to teach our children these steps and to make it a daily habit for them to um, to do this and to sustain. So we talked about this before, <clears throat> right? The three important parts are shift and reset, prep, and then sustain. And to do that, <clears throat> and then it's a matter of also like having those um, those conversations with them. Give me one second here. So those conversations with them. So, you know, even if you're not plugged into the technology, you can practice this or asking them when would be a good time for you to feel, um, you know, after they practice it, like asking them how they feel. And then let's say they feel, they say they feel calm or grounded or whatever. Um, asking them when would be a good time to feel this? Like what's something in your life, uh, a situation that's maybe a bit challenging where it would be beneficial for you to feel this way, right? And maybe they'll say, um, when I have to leave you to go to school, when I have to do this, great. So can we, practice this 
when it's time to go to school then in the morning? Can we practice this when X, Y, Z, whatever they, they said, right? And you can at first be there and support them and remind them. And eventually, they're going to learn to do this on their own. And it's really easy to do. You can do it with your eyes open, with your eyes closed. It's an on-the-go on the go practice and technique as much as it is one that you can sit down, dedicate some time to, and practice to actively shift your baseline, right? Um, and then, yeah, just what I would say next would be just like, don't be attached to um, any specific outcome. Don't be attached to the days that it's harder for you to stay in a coherent space when you practice. Um, don't be attached to any of this because it ha it means nothing in the long run. Uh, what matters the most is that you practice, 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 practice. That's how you're going to see the shift in yourself and in your parent-child relationship and how just everyone handles situations a little bit better with a little bit more capacity and resiliency and adaptability okay um the biggest shift that i've noticed for me was that uh, for specifically for our parent-child relationship after practicing this like consistently for six weeks now is I've stopped focusing on her behavior. When she misbehaves, quote unquote, misbehaves or has behavior that's not what I would prefer in the moment, um, it's so freaking easy for me to shift into. Uh, and I would love to hear if this is your experience as well. But it's so easy for me to shift into this is not about the behavior. What is the emotional need beneath this behavior? And to address it. So what happens, what I've found anyways, my personal experience, she, she still has issues. She, she's a kid. She still has emotions, all of it. We're all human, right? But when I'm able to not focus on how she's acting and kind of shift it and be like, what is this really about? either saying that to her out loud because she's a bit older she's seven so I'm able to say that to her and um she cracks and the behavior goes away so for example I'll give you an example so there was one night a couple weeks ago where we were getting ready for bed and all of a sudden she's like I want to sleep differently tonight here we go <laughs> right and she's like, I don't want to put my pillows like where they normally are at the normal place in a bed, at the head of the bed. And she's like, I want to switch it. So she was trying to put it on the side and like have her feet hanging on the wall and like put her pillow on the feet of the bed. And I just kind of let her do it for like a minute or two. And then I said, okay, Daphne, like mom doesn't really want to sleep that way. Like it's not really great. But I was like, I have a feeling that this is really about how you want to sleep because you sleep perfectly fine right like and i said what is this really about she's like nothing i'm just bored of where i'm sleeping i'm like okay and then like 10 to 30 seconds later she just started crying and she was like it was a sunday night and she's like i had too much fun this weekend i don't want to go to school tomorrow and blah, 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 blah. she started to cry and i was like oh i know honey and i just took time to just validate her emotions validate her feelings doesn't mean that 
I can do anything to shift it. I didn't try to fix anything. I was just there and I was holding space for her to feel seen and to feel heard and to feel validated. And I did that. And within a few minutes, she put her pillow back to normal spot or she found it. It was actually slightly different. She found a spot that was comfortable and she fell asleep. And the next day she didn't want to go to school, but it was more like a, like a comment versus a full out behavior. And then that was it. There was nothing really to address about her behavior because it's rarely about the behavior. It's about the unmet need behind it. Right. And it's very freaking challenging to do this as parents. If our capacity, our resiliency, and our adaptability is low. Very hard to do this. And practicing these coherent techniques helps us elevate all these three things, our capacity, resiliency, and adaptability. When our capacity is full, so that's the capacity, imagine that as an inner battery. When our inner battery is full, it's easier to deal with these things. When it's low, that situation, if I wasn't practicing this, if my capacity, my inner capacity was low, I would have probably said like, enough is enough. Like, you don't need to sleep that way. Just like, do as I say, put your pillow there. And that's it. Like, stop procrastinating. It's bedtime. And I would have kind of like, raised my voice in some way. And like, just like, been impatient, I guess I could say in whatever way, shape or form, but I would have been impatient. And then because I've been there before, what would have happened? I would have, the situation would have escalated, right? She would have taken even longer. She would have like then started to cry about, you know, I mean mom and this and that. And it would have taken way longer to get her to bed. But because I have dedicated myself, because I'm no longer available for that, for a depleted, to be a depleted person, to be a depleted mother. And I've dedicated and I've committed myself to stop my energy drains and to actively refill my battery, renew my battery. Because I've done that, I'm now able to do probably the only thing that is important to do as parents, or one of the top things that is important to do as parents and to, is to meet our children's needs. And when we are able to do that, the behavior takes care of itself. What was I supposed to address after that? She, she, there was, it had nothing to do with how she was sleeping. It was, she was just sad that she had to leave me. We had a fun weekend. She was sad that she had to go to school the next day. And she was trying to have more time with me. And the way she was trying to do that was by procrastinating bedtime and pretending that it was the way that she was sleeping that was not comfortable. Right? So do you see the difference? But it's you can't fake that. Like you can't fake patience. The only way around it is to learn these techniques to recharge your battery 
and then to continue to sustain it, to continue to, to fill your battery, right? Every single day. So I'm going to ask you, what is it that you're no longer available for? And I want you to drop this in the comments. And if you're listening to the podcast, I want you to find me on Instagram and share this with me or put it in as a review. But what are you no longer available for? Either in your parent-child relationship or just in life in general or in whatever other situation. And what are you committed to? When we decide these things, what we are no longer available for and what we're committed to, and we dedicate ourselves to it, the things that we need to support us will show up like synchronicity, right? In our lives. So what is it for you? I really want to know. Okay. Like I said, if you're listening to the podcast, please either come find me on Instagram and let me know in my DMs or um, drop it in here in as a review. Okay. And if you're listening inside the Conscious Mom Collective, please drop it in the comments. Um, and then it's about making minor adjustments, right? With my years of experience as being a mom and my years of uh, experience in or understanding in different research and certifications around parenting and child, childhood development and all the things, I think by far one of the most important things we need to learn to do as parents is to learn to build our inner capacity so that we can have the inner resources to be able to stop focusing on our children's behavior and instead focus on meeting their inner needs. When we do that, we can watch in front of our eyes, like magic, the behavior take care of itself. It is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves and our children. For the full episode where we discuss these proven techniques and the importance of minor adjustment adjustments, the power of self-study, you should consider joining the Conscious Mom Collective to receive these proven techniques and support from our community and more. We do these full episodes that you get access to and you get access to our archives. We do these twice a month. We do twice a month coaching sessions and I'm available for Q&A as well. This is in a small intimate group and very reasonable price point. If you are interested in joining the Conscious Mom Collective, please check out the show notes. Um, the links to access it is in there. And I encourage, I encourage you to do this. This is probably to dedicate yourself to filling your inner capacity, to building your resiliency with these proven techniques is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves and our children and for our overall well-being and enjoyment of life. Thank you for listening. If you desire guidance from me every week, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and also follow me on Instagram or TikTok. I want to leave you with this quote. Great parenting happens when you start controlling yourself and stop controlling your child. 
parenting is more about reparenting yourself as it is about parenting your child. This is a process. This is a journey. And I am here to guide you one connection at a time. Mm-hmm.